0: Welcome back to Tales from 2am. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Along with me is Kevin Tate from the Know It Alls podcast and also a proud member of hashtag bad company. Glad to have him on the show. The Know It Alls podcast is not affiliated with BTSC, but it's something that I am going to go ahead and uh, I hit up every week when it comes on and I'm actually going to be a guest on the show in a few weeks. So I am excited to talk about that. It's a show that talks about all kinds of sports. So make sure you check that out. That's on YouTube, right, Kevin?
1: Yes, sir. It's on YouTube.
0: So uh, now you uh, do you film your next one, or the next one comes out today? Is that?
1: Yeah, we, we we'll we'll do it. We'll do it at five p.m. this afternoon. Uh, today we're talking about post NBA draft. Talk about some of the, the NBA teams, some of the draft picks, and things like that.
0: Okay, so now. Your partners on the show. What are their names again?
1: Big G, Sean Gurley, and Ahmad Bell. Calling we call him Mod. Mod's in Dallas, Texas. He's actually a Cowboy fan. And the show we're having you on is going to be a Cowboy Steeler crossover. Too bad <laughs> it can't be right before this uh, Hall of Fame game, but it's going to be a little closer to the season. We're going to make predictions and give a give a deep dive into into the teams and who's made the roster and who's been cut and just All those things we think like that from hardcore Steeler and Dallas Cowboy fans.
0: So that's great. That should be a lot of fun to check out. Go ahead and do that. And uh, Tate, I appreciate you being on the show today. It's uh, great to have your Steeler perspective. I love the studio. I love the Steeler wall there. Thank you. Thank you. you, You've got some Ohio State going on in the background too. Are you you a Buckeye fan?
1: I I am a Buckeye fan. Like, like, Like you said with your guys from the new show with Ohio perspective, I'm an Ohio Steeler. I'm from originally from Youngstown, Ohio. I'm down in the in the southern Maryland, uh, Washington, DC area right now. I've been living here for about 16, 17 years, but still a Steelers fan, always, at Ohio State, which is why, you know, I'm kinda I'm I'm kind of feeling Dwayne Haskins. They they, they I, say he's looking looking really good in camp. So, I, you know, we'll see. You you
0: you would know more about Dwayne than than I do. And so that's well, great. I I'm excited for Dwayne.
1: Well, bad. I tell you this, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, was a was a first round pick in 2019, right? Yeah, 2019, number yep. 15 overall. That season, he only played one season, which I think uh, he 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 needs more seasoning, more experience. But you don't you don't throw 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions in the Big Ten, and not be a true talent. So, I mean, you know, he has some maturity issues in Washington. He kind of – he came back home here to where he's from. That's always tough for a young guy. I think get, get, getting a chance by Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin and and getting to sit and watch, you know, a professional like Ben Roethlisberger, like Big Ben, I think it's only going to be good for him. And I really believe as of right now he could he could overtake Mason for the number two position.
0: Really interesting. I cannot wait to see Dwayne Haskins. That's uh, this week. So Thursday night, you're going to be seeing some Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Tawana Kelly, I watch the Know-It-Alls every Sunday, so that's awesome too. Um, you've got some fans, so and Tawana, keep on checking out BTSC as well. So it's it's great to see that. Clarence Washington cannot wait until Thursday, and I can't wait either. What was that?
1: I was just going to say, I, I know Tawana personally. She, she might not do that. She's a Cleveland Browns fan.
0: Uh well okay I tell you what, Tawana I I definitely appreciate that so you'll definitely have to check us out especially on Wednesday nights with Know Your Enemy when we have when it's Cleveland Browns week well maybe you don't want to check it out on Cleveland Browns week because because I don't even I I won't even mention their quarterback by name he's just number six I'm uh, not a fan and and we we cannot mention his name on this show I've I've just not, just not a fan of that guy. So, uh, what I, I, I get it. Let's just and, let's just, I, let's, I, let's
1: let's just say let's just say he makes the bread bad. We know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Now, my kids, my my kids, they have been, I guess, brainwashed by me, and they wear their Steeler jerseys, and they know all I have to say to them. I have to say three words to them and they know exactly how to finish the statement when it's Brown. And if my, if my, any of my kids were in here, they would just yell, flush it down because that's, <laughs> that's what we say about Cleveland here in Pittsburgh. Uh, but I've, I grew up in Johnstown. So uh we've been, uh we've been part of that rivalry for years uh, when it comes to Steelers and Browns. So that that's hilarious. I love it. Um, uh, So, Hey, let's go ahead and, go ahead and take a look at what we have coming up. We've got the Tales from 2 a.m. Hall of Honor. Once again, Lewis Lips, Tunchokin, Carnell Lake, and John Kolb were all announced to the team. They will be inducted, I believe, in November at at a game midseason. They'll be inducted in and really deserving honors. So what I asked Tate to do and what I'm going to ask myself. Well, I've already asked myself what I'm just going to do <laughs> is I'm we're going to go ahead and name our four members of the team. And then we're going to go ahead and have a little more fun and look at the 2021 team and nominate, look at our crystal ball and nominate somebody from the future who we think could be on this team. Now this is not, Tate brought up a good comment. He's like, I'm not going to put TJ Watt on the list. You can't put T.J. Watt on there for the future. Why, Tate?
1: Because he's on a trajectory to probably be a pro football Hall of Famer.
0: Absolutely. So you don't want to put a guy like Cam on there either. So we'll go ahead and take a look at that list and have a lot of fun. Of course, when we're doing our list from the past, we want you to throw some names in there as well. So we'll have fun. And at the end, I'm thinking that maybe we nominate somebody from BTSC as well. So, we'll go ahead and do that. I am not going to nominate myself. So, that's so you don't have to worry about that. So, we're gonna, we're, there used to be a BTSC Hall of Fame years ago. And we have one member, and it's Tony DeFio, who is on the BTSC Hall of Fame. The person who did it on the editorial side, they, uh, they're no longer uh, in the live chat. So, That's something that I thought would be fun to go ahead. I'm going to nominate somebody from here as well. So here we go. Let's look at this. I'm going to go ahead and start this off with my list. And the first one I'm going to put on the list is from more recent years. He had left the team, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in about 2014. And his name is Ryan Clark. When Ryan Clark came to the Steelers, After the 2005 season, as a free agent from the Washington Redskins, he had also played for the New York Giants briefly. When he came on, my thought was this. Who is this guy? I have no clue who Ryan Clark is. What made Ryan Clark so great was Ryan Clark was that guy that was the piece of the puzzle. We talk about a guy right now in Terrell Edmonds not being a superstar, not even knowing if he's going to be on the team next year. Ryan Clark wasn't a superstar. Terrell Edmonds is not a superstar, but they play next to superstars in Troy Polamalu and now Mika Fitzpatrick with Edmonds. They need that Robin to their Batman, Tate. And Ryan Clark was that. And nobody hit harder than Ryan Clark. He actually scared me with how hard he hit, Tate.
1: Agreed. I mean, he was he was that... that. Robin to Troy Palomalu's Batman, and that he just solidified the secondary back there when you, with, with he and, and Ike and those guys back there. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a good, a good time for the Steelers secondary. And Ryan Clark was a huge part of it. I'm trying to think of the guy who he replaced. You remember who, who Ryan Clark replaced as safety? Yeah. Um, Chris Hope. Chris Hope. Yeah. That's what I am trying to think of. Florida State. Chris- yeah.
0: Chris went to the Tennessee Titans as a free agent after that Super Bowl season. Right, right. And and that was a big loss, and Ryan Clark did that well. Now, do you remember who replaced Ryan Clark? One of my least favorite Steelers of all time. And there's very few on that list. There's not many guys that I did not like as a Steeler, and this guy was one of them.
1: Replaced Ryan Clark. That would have been not that long ago. Five, six years ago.
0: I can't remember bad. Help me out. As soon as you say had, it on He had a mouth on him. Oh,
1: was it was it the kid from Syracuse, Anthony Clark? Is that his name? Anthony No,
0: no. Um you, you're thinking of Anthony Smith. Anthony and Smith. That, that was that. Yeah, he, he had a mouth on him, time. though. Was was not Anthony yeah, he uh, <laughs> wasn't Anthony Smith. I'm thinking Mike Mitchell.
1: Mike Mitchell, yeah, yeah, okay. He came over from from the Raiders.
0: Yeah, well, actually, he came over from Carolina, but he was a number one pick from the, By the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, actually, not. I'm sorry, a number two pick. He At one to, time,
1: he went to Ohio University. Yes, I thought. Yeah. I thought when they picked him up, I thought it would be a, be a good fit, but it didn't. It didn't work out really well. Yeah, you're right.
0: So, was not a big fan of his, but. That's definitely a guy that uh, Ryan Clark was great for this team, and you you need to have those unsung heroes. Now in Pittsburgh, everybody knew him everyone loved him. Around the league, he was uh, a player that y- you knew him in the division, but did you know him as well? So he definitely goes into the tales from two a.m. Hall of Honor. What is your first nomination, Tate?
1: My first nomination. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start from. From a, a little a little bit of a, of a time of a time further back. It's 70. So I'm gonna go start. I'm starting from further back and moving up. You started more current. Um I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Dwayne Woodruff. Dwayne Woodruff was a was a great, great Steeler DB in the in the late seventies into the and up into the eighties the, and through the eighties. Um number forty seven. He was uh no, they he was the- 40, 40, 49.
0: You got it. Yeah.
1: Forty nine. Mel Blunt was forty seven. What am I thinking about? <laughs> number number forty nine. But yeah, no, he was he was he was a solid a solid Steeler for a lot of years. I think when he began his career, he kinda he kinda was carrying the torch from Mel Blunt. And uh, you know, so I don't think he gets a lot of recognition, but when you think back to he had like a nice nine or ten year career, I think, with the Steelers. And uh yes, he, so- Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: 1979 to if I'm not mistaken 91 I would have to check that but he was I know he was on the 89 team but played a lot of years and now doing great things as a judge as well so uh really helping the community and you mentioned Mel Blunt that's another guy that is amazing in the community as well so um just champions on the field champions off the field uh Woodruff was a rookie in that 79 season and he had a lot, he had four interceptions as a rookie out of Louisville. So pretty big deal for that team. I love that pick. Dwayne Woodruff is definitely a 2 AM hall of honor recipient. So let's do that. I'm going to go next. And this is a guy, this is a guy we had a conversation on Friday night when we were talking about you being on the show and we brought this guy up and (sighs) There's a guy in the live chat, I'm not going to say his name, but he is always definitely, he has the same name as me, same first name, and he is all always on the same wavelength when it comes to older Steelers with me. He's one guy that can bring up a guy named Lupe Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, he brings up guys like that all the time. And he kind of spoiled it for me. Brian, you're, you spoiled it for me here. But when Tate and I were talking the other night, we talked about one guy that we remember from the eighties that was just great. And if he would have been at another time, he would have been a guy that you would have known forever. But back then Frank Pollard was a huge deal for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you remember about Frank Pollard? And I'm going to give you a little trivia question. He had two numbers in Pittsburgh. Can you tell me his numbers? I think i know 30. Yes. He was definitely 30. I think the other number
1: was 44.
0: Yeah, there you go. 44 and 30. So he started out at 44. And this was a time when the Steelers were relying a lot on guys from Baylor at running back. Their first round pick in 1978 was uh, actually 79. Excuse me. was Greg Hawthorne. He was a Baylor running back in 1982. Their number one pick was Walter Abercrombie. And in the middle, a number eight pick in 1980 was Frank Pollard. And Frank Pollard was the best of them all. And Frank Pollard really had a lot of stuff going on for that team. Uh, he carried the load quite a bit. I loved watching this man run. What do you remember about Frank?
1: I remember being a, being like when we talked to us last night, I totally remember being a bruiser. I, I compared him to at the time, the Dallas Cowboys had a fullback. Playing and lead blocking and, and subbing for Tony Dorsett, named uh, Greg Newsom, no Robert Newsom, Robert Newsom, and that, I, those guys were really similar. They were like stocky, powerful, fire hydrant type. You know, Frank Frank Pollard could do it all. He could, he could get you that that short yardage, those tough yards you need. He was a great blocker. He was he just again the epitome of what it means to be a Pittsburgh Steeler that that work ethic, that toughness that when you see the black and gold that's just what that's just what we expect as fans
0: and yeah he was he was a player that I just loved and he's definitely an unsung hero of the 1980s for the Steelers you know 1980s not your best decade as a Steeler but it's funny when everybody talks about how horrible the 80s were they weren't horrible they were actually not that bad in the 80s if you look at other teams uh, other teams would consider the Steelers' accomplishments in the 1980s as this as one of their better teams for what they accomplished in the 80s. So they didn't win a win a title. They didn't go to a Super Bowl officially in the 80s. The, you could say that they were in a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl in the 80s because it was 1980, but that was the 1979 season. So that uh, that doesn't really doesn't really count. But I love it,
1: We wait, Frank back we went to that AFC championship game and lost to Marino. That was like in, in 84,
0: 85, yeah, 84 season. Yep. Okay. 84 season. That's one of my favorite seasons too. Tony Defio and I talk about 1984 games all the time on the Steelers retro show, because that's the year that we were 12 years old. And that was the year that the Steelers were nine and seven. They had one of the youngest teams in the league and probably one of the best coaching jobs in the history of Chuck, Chuck Knowles career. That in 1989. So uh, those were fun seasons to remember. 89 is another fun season to remember. So, and I've got a guy from the 1989 squad that I just added to my list. So I moved somebody off, but I've added somebody to my list. So I'll go ahead and do that. Um, Let's go to number two for you.
1: Number two for me, and it's a it's a it's a receiver from the wide receiver from the early. The early to mid 90s teams, and that's Yancey Thigpen. I was a huge Yancey Thigpen guy. I mean, he was, and, and he played so well, like like all our receivers have done over over the past 30 years, it seems like, and played himself into a big contract to go to Tennessee. But he, <laughs> yeah. was, he was Neil O'Donnell's number one target. I think he had a couple of Pro Bowl seasons before he left. And he just was like, I don't, for whatever reason, he's, 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 again, is one of my all time favorite Steelers that, you know, that was with us early on and then left. And then I don't think it was ever, it was ever the same for him. People, far when they leave Pittsburgh, it's not the same, you know? So, but yeah, Yancey Thigpen is second on my Hall of Honor list.
0: I love Yancey Thigpen. I had a chance to meet Yancey. Uh, he was my first jersey that I bought on my own. And I bought it at Value City back in 1997, I right before he left. And I used to love that jersey because it still had the block numbers on it. And right, so Yancey was my guy. I saw his first game. I was actually on the sidelines for his first game. I was working for a news station in Johnstown, PA, and they sent me down. So in 1992, when he showed up, I got to see him, uh, I believe, his first touchdown reception. So that was a that was a really fun time, too. But I got a chance to meet Yancey back just a couple of years ago and at an autograph signing and he was signing my picture and he looked at the picture and, and he goes, he looked at me and he goes, you know when that's from? I said, absolutely. That's right after your touchdown against Dallas in the Super Bowl, right at the end of the first half. And Yancey Thigpen was just a wonderful guy. I mean, I could have, wow, okay. he talked to me for a while because there, there was not a lot of people in the line because I got there late. There wasn't a lot of people there. So he talked to me for a while and he was just a really fun guy to talk talk to. Just a great dude. So Yancey, but Yancey was key for that team. From 95 to 97, I mean, he was there since 92. Mm-hmm. But from 95 to 97, he was the man and he, he set records for the Steelers at the time that have since been broken. But he was great. Yancy Thigpen is a definite guy that I would put on that Hall of Fame list. So I love it. He is now the next inductee into the Tales from Two AM Hall of Honor. So congratulations to number eighty-two, <laughs> Yancy Thigpen. Let's go with my number three, and here's a guy that I, I kind of, uh, I kind of mentioned that uh, he was on that nineteen eighty nine team, and I aired because I realized that. Uh, one guy that we were going to put on this list, we can't because he is already in the Steelers Hall of Honor and it's Greg Lloyd. So Greg Lloyd cannot be on our list because he's on the Steelers Hall of Honor um, list as well. But I'm going to look at a guy that is not in and it's a safety. It's another great defensive back. We've, we've had some luck. We never had luck with this number until this guy came along. Maybe Bobby Walden wore it. He was a punter. But we didn't have much luck with number thirty-nine. Then Darren Perry comes Darren along. Perry. Then you get, of course, you get Fast Willie Parker, and you get Minka Fitzpatrick as great thirty-nines. Now they've they've really made the thirty-nine great. But out of Penn State, this guy was an eighth-round draft pick, I think, or a seventh-round draft pick from Penn State. Wasn't expected to do much. Had seven or eight interceptions his rookie year of nineteen ninety-two. Darren Perry was a thumper, he was a hitter, he was a coach for the team, actually won a title with the Steelers as a defensive backs coach. So he is a Super Bowl champion with the Steelers, not just as a, not as a player, but he did play in a Super Bowl in that that uh, Super Bowl 30 contest against Dallas. But I love Darren Perry. What do you remember about Darren, Tate? I
1: remember Darren Perry being a great a great safety. He was he was a hard hitter. He that that he was back there during the time with, with Cardinal Lake also, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He and he and Cardinal Lake were back there together. Um. And again, so we talked about Cardinal Carnell Lake earlier, making the uh the Hall of Honor this year. I mean, Darren Perry was also part of, part of a great secondary that we had back then. So I mean, I, th- I think he's well deserving.
0: So Kyle Nerd and I appreciate this. Kyle disagrees with us. Darren was a solid player, not hall of honor worthy. That's the good thing about tales from 2 AM though. We, uh, this is just in our minds. So, uh, he's probably, that's a good point that you bring up Kyle. He's probably not going, he might not make the Steelers hall of honor, but he'll make our hall of honor. Cause we're looking at guys that might not be inducted into the Steelers hall of honor. So, uh, no love for Jeff Reed. Jeff Reed's definitely Bert Tavares asked about Jeff Reed. Jeff Reed did not make my list, but hey, we can do this every year. Jeff Reed is definitely a Tales from Two. He's a two a.m. er though. He's definitely a two a.m. guy. <laughs> I will tell you that. I I can see uh, I can see Jeff Reed as a ha, as a uh, hashtag uh, not a ride or die guy. He would be a hashtag bad company guy. We, we got to get Skippy Reed on the show. That's that's what we got to do. If anybody knows. Jeff Reed, we got to get him on this show. Um, He would be great on this show. We need to guest him. Um, Love him or hate him, George Teston says, Cordell Stewart. I love Cordell. I love his accomplishments too. Hasn't made my list yet. Doesn't mean that uh, he won't in future years. But let's go to uh, your number three, Tate. My number three
1: bad is uh, linebacker, middle linebacker, one of the middle linebackers you know we have a history of great outside linebackers linebackers in general and this guy won a super bowl played with us i think for 6 maybe 7 seasons in the in the early to to mid 2000s and that's larry foot uh, partnered up with, foot. with james ferrier and kind of and kind of led the the resurgence of the steeler defense to even even from where where it started then the resurgence of the steel curtain of the tough defense and to where it's, where it still is now, you know? So Larry foot won a super bowl. He was, he was a part of that, of that, like I said, that resurgence, that defense. And it's just, again, and I keep going back to it myself It's just part of that, part of that, that, that DNA, the expectation we have of what it is to be a Steeler that hard nose, that tough, that lunch pail blue collar, all those things that epitomize, again, what it is to be a stealer. So Larry Foote is my number three inductee into the Tales from 2 a.m. Hall of Honor.
0: I love it. So my last guy is a guy – he has – we talked about guys with two numbers. Here's another guy with two numbers. And Before I bring him up, let me bring up this one. Evgeny Crosby, Earl Holmes. Man, I tell you what, I would put oh. Earl Holmes on that list too. And I did not put him on the list here, but I will let you submit him, Evgeny. I think that's, that's great. Um, definitely great. He's, a, he's definitely a Tales from 2 a.m. or type of hard-hitting, hard-nosed guy. Earl Holmes, when he called up, when Bill Cower called him up, when he drafted him in the fourth or fifth round of uh, 1996, he said, congratulations, coach. You just got the best linebacker in the draft. In fact, you might have said best player in the draft, but uh, Earl Holmes was that good. I loved him. I would actually, uh, we're going to have more years of this. So uh, we'll definitely do that. Uh, David Little has been mentioned. Definitely another great. Um, we we talked about Little on the team. Um, Brian Hinkle is another guy that, uh, that I was going to put on the list that uh, I just didn't have enough room because I only went with four. Bert Tavares says, Bam Morris is a 2AMer. So (laughs) he's definitely a 2 a.m. guy, but hey, remember at 2 a.m. I never did that kind of stuff. I was just, uh, (laughs) I was just at the bar looking for looking for ladies. But, um, anyways, Randy Grossman definitely he is definitely uh, would be a Hall of Honor recipient of ours in the future too. I mean, we could go with so many guys here. I love that you're throwing these names out. But my last guy is from that 19. 70s, 1980s team. He's a guy that had two numbers. He started out as a tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 87, the first guy to catch, actually not even catch, score an offensive point for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, he wasn't the first guy to score points in a Super Bowl. That was actually Dwight White, who had the safety of Fran Tarkenton in Super Bowl IX. But the first, if I'm not mistaken, the, uh, the first touchdown reception in the Super Bowl for the Steelers was by Larry Brown from Terry Bradshaw. Larry Brown, number 87, he was a tight end. Then they moved him to right tackle, where he ended up in the Pro Bowl in either 1982 or 1983. And Larry Brown, number 79, he was a great on that line for so many years a very good player. I really thought he was making the Hall of Honor yesterday. They went with another lineman John Cole, but I thought they both we were talking about who we thought would get in. I thought both of them would get in. I think Larry Brown gets into the Steelers actual Hall of Honor in the next couple of years, but I am going to go ahead and put Larry Brown on my list now. Love Larry Brown, Tate.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember much about Larry Brown. I know who you're talking about, but I couldn't speak to his play, but yeah, I mean, if he if he was if he was part of those those '70s teams and caught the first touchdown in the Super Bowl and switched positions and had two numbers, he he definitely has some some good credentials there that would that would warrant him being into the Steelers Hall of Honor. It sounds like
0: we just had a question is Keith Willis in Keith Willis is definitely a guy that should have been on my list here too. Um,
1: you know, there 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 have been some good names brought up by the, in the live chat. Yeah, I mean, some really good names. People that just, since we've been doing this exercise, that I kind of just hadn't even thought of. You know, I kind of zoomed in, zeroed in, and focused in on the guys that I picked and didn't really give a whole bunch more thought to it. But these are some awesome names that the live chat are bringing up.
0: In your defense, though, I only gave you, what, three minutes to come (laughs) up with a list? So (laughs) I get it. Mike Merriweather is another great name. And I mentioned Merriweather when you we did we mention talked. Merriweather. Um yeah, definitely that's another great name there. Um Hardy Nickerson, another one. Um, you know, so we can go on with all these guys, but let's look at the 2021 team. I got that's, I got I got one more. I got one more. Let me give you oh. mine real quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I didn't do that. I, I, I'm i
1: jumping the gun. Thanks. Go ahead. My, my, my fourth round pick, and since since we've been talking about the O-line, you picked the o, o- lineman I'm going to stick to O-line, and my guy has two Super Bowls also, and he was on the team from, I think, 2004 to 2012, and that's big Max Starks.
0: Oh, Max. Max, love, Max Starks I love Max Starks.
1: Max held it down. Uh from from the tackle position for for a lot of years, uh, he was he was he was Big Ben's guy. He protected them for a lot of years and got two Super Bowls out the deal. So, I think I think you know starting at tackle for eight eight years for a Steeler as a Steeler two Super Bowls, he'll probably never make the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but he should definitely get consideration to be in the in the Steelers Hall of
0: Honor. He definitely should be. Uh, let's go ahead and put him in as well. He was very important, especially that 2008 team did not, have, uh, did not have great names. He was probably one of the best on that 2008 team. Uh, I know Marvell Smith uh, was towards the end of his career at that time too. I, I would definitely I'm – I'm just laughing at the live chat. Uh, James Harrison is a long snapper. I was actually at that game. Um, but when, when we look at some of these names that are coming up, Frenchie Fuqua, uh, Robin Cole – I uh, I love these names, uh, Jason Worlds. Um, I, I don't know if I'm putting Jason Worlds in, but Worlds was was tough for a couple years. Heinz Ward, I, I know Heinz Ward is in the Steelers Hall of Honor, so yeah, and,
1: and uh, he he still has the potential to be a, a pro football Hall of Famer.
0: I I think he will be. I think he's going to be like Lynn Swan, and and towards the end, right. So let's go ahead and look at the uh, 2021 team. We're gonna just go really quick on this since we're coming up on the top of the hour. I'm going to go throw in a guy here that I think could be an unsung hero for this team. Like we said earlier, you don't want to you don't want to pick a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick or Cam Hayward or Ben Roethlisberger or or definitely TJ Watt. So you want to pick a guy that you think that could be a great stealer for a number of years. And I was originally going to go with uh, a guy like Kevin Dotson or someone like that, but I'm going to go a different route, which a lot of people are going to disagree with me on this one, but I'm going Zach Banner. I think Zach Banner can be a guy that can get it together this year on that right, at the right tackle position, and I think he could play for this team for a long time if he stays healthy. I think he's getting better. He's a great run blocker. He also told us on the interview last year that, Hey, I'm not a slouch at uh, at uh, blocking, uh, pass blocking either. And he said I kept uh, I kept Sam Darnold off of the ground for so many years at at USC. I, I know there's a difference between college and the pros, but I really think Zach Banner is going to be very good for this team. So I'm going to nominate him as I look into my crystal ball. And I want you to go ahead and take a look at your crystal ball, Tate. And who do you have?
1: Uh, I think the person I'm going to the player I'm going to nominate is going to be Stefan Tuitt. Mm. I think Tuitt p- puts up great numbers, so he'll, he'll probably make a couple of Pro Bowls. But I don't think he'll do enough just because of the defense that he's on to be able to do enough to warrant induction to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But he'll definitely be just like you mentioned, L C Green, with the beginning of the broadcast. He'll definitely be one of those all time great Steelers that that will never quite reaches reaches his plateau that that he could if he was on another team he was the man' he's, he's just a great piece among many great defenders
0: i i gotta agree with you on that i'm i'm really excited for Stefan to it i'm hoping he makes his first pro Bowl coming up this season i think he's uh actually so dominant on the other side along with another dominant book book and like cam Hayward that you don't have to worry about that defensive line. So I love that pick of Stefan to it. That's fantastic. With that being said, as we get ready to close some things out here, let's, uh I teased the BTSC Hall of Fame that, what I mean, that hasn't been around for probably about six years or so, but our very own uh Tony Defio is actually, was put in as a BTSC Hall of Famer, I think back in 2014 or 2015. So if I look at the BTSC Hall of Honor, I'm going to revive this a little bit. I'm sure it's not going to go too far, but le- <laughs> let's see. But I've got to go ahead and nominate as my BTSC Hall of Honor recipient as the man that uh, that brought me into BTSC and the man that uh, in 2015 took over as editor of the site. He's now senior editor. It's Jeff Hartman for all of the great things that he does. Let's go ahead and put him in the BTSC Hall of Honor. So congratulations to Jeff. Tate, if you want to nominate, you can go ahead too.
1: Uh, well, I haven't been around since 2015, you know, listening and watching to you guys, but I'll go uh, with some recency bias and I, I would have to nominate Dave Schofield. I mean, it seems like he just brings you guys a, a a lot of a lot of the numbers and, the, and statistics and all those things. I love watching the Scobro show, and he he always has a good perspective and is very deep into his assessments
0: and analysis. I, you know what I? That was uh, it was between Jeff and Dave for me too as well. Um, I definitely agree with you. I love that you brought up uh, Dave Schofield as well. So yes, the. Uh, the Little Brosco will go ahead and uh, <laughs> he, he can go ahead and be your Hall, of, your Hall of Honor recipient there. Tony Defio, George, is already in the BTSC Hall of Fame, and he's the only current member of the BTSC Hall of Fame. So if anybody wants to bring back the Hall of Fame, feel free to do so. But we're doing our own 2AM Hall of Honor, and we're adding... Along with the guys that we had on the list, I had Larry Brown, Ryan Clark, Frank Pollard, and Darren Perry. I'm adding Jeff Hartman to my list. Tate, you had Dave Schofield, Max Starks, Dwayne, Dwayne Woodruff,
1: Larry Foot, and uh, Larry Foot, Dwayne
0: Woodruff. Oh, yes, he thinks. Yes, he thinks. So there we go. Those are the 10 recipients, as well as the, uh, the Crystal Ball guys in Zach Banner and yours being stuff onto it. So, hey, it was a lot of fun today. Thanks so much for joining me, Tate. We're going to have to have you on the show again. And make sure you check out the Know-It-All's podcast on YouTube as well with uh, Tate, Matt, Maude, and Big G. Is it Big G? Big G, yes, it is. Big G, check out those guys. It's a really good show.
1: i just like to say uh, thanks for having me. I, I, I love you guys' broadcast and stuff. And, you know, it's been my pleasure joining you today.
0: We'll definitely have you on again. So for Kevin Tate, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. We ask you to do three things. First is be safe. Two is be true to yourself. And three, always be behind the steel curtain. Love you so much. Thank you, hashtag bad company. We will see you next week as we're getting ready to wrap up Tales from 2 a.m. and get into the regular season. We'll go on hiatus, but we'll make the next uh, few shows until the start of the season absolutely memorable. We love you. See you next time. And remember, no matter what time it is on the clock, it's 2 a.m. somewhere.